Hey, what's up? I'm Brian Ferreiro. And I'm Mai Diarmas, and you're listening to yet another episode of the Mass News Middle School Quarantine Podcast, where every Monday and Friday we bring to you the latest information that you need to know about this global pandemic. Coming up on today's podcast, I speak with my good friends and business partners, Brandon and Sebastian Martinez, on some of their biggest struggles during these difficult times and what their plans are during the reopening of our state. Then Brian and I connect back with each other to speak a little bit about the new precautions and safety measures that are being put in place during phase one of reopening Miami and Florida. To wrap up our episode, Maya speaks with one of our frontline medical staff on how these rough times have affected her. Well, to start off today's episode, on the phone, I have some good friends of mine and local small business owners, Brandon and Sebastian Martinez. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Um, what's up, guys? I'm Sebastian Martinez, the CEO of Are You Kidding Socks? Yeah, and I'm Brandon Martinez, the director of sales for Are You Kidding Socks? Really quick, I just want to thank you guys for coming on today's podcast. But all right, so let's get right into it. So I know, you all, I know all about your business, but some of our listeners may not. Can you guys just describe what you guys do as kid entrepreneurs and like what's your company about? So basically our company is we make me and my brother design our own kids and adult socks. Um, and our company is called Are You Kidding Socks? And um, what we do as kid entrepreneurs, we go on events and we sell our socks. We also have our own business at areyoukiddingsocks.com. We also sell shirts as well. You guys can go check that out. So yeah, me and my brother, we, we also sort of partnering up with charities because we know how important it is to help out and give to our community. Because at the end of the day, we just want everyone to be happy and healthy at the same time. So yeah, we really just want to help everyone out here. Now, I heard Sebastian mentioned charity. Can you guys explain to me what charities you guys work with and what it means to work with charities at? Well, we work with a lot of charities. We work with um, um, JDRF, Amigos for Kids, Stand Up to Cancer, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, American Cancer Society, um, Cowboys for Kids, and many more. So yeah, we want we like working with charities again because we just want to help back, give back to the community so everyone can be happy, healthy, and have a good time. Let, let me just explain to the listeners. These are two young kid entrepreneurs who are making a huge difference in our community at the age of 12 and 14. Both attend the local middle high in Miami with a huge passion for basketball and making a difference in our community. But as we spoke about earlier, this episode is all around based on the reopening of our state. So like anybody, they're going to face challenges. Now, can you guys just tell us what your biggest struggle during this pandemic and what do you think will be your biggest struggle when reopening? So first of all, I think our biggest struggle right now is not being able to like go to events and sell socks because right now we're just home. We can't go to events because they're all like shut down. They're, they're, you can't go because of the pandemic. So we're all just home and we're trying to do the most we could do right now, like make videos, photo shoots, like trying to ship out socks for online orders. Because at the end of the day, we get like mo- like a lot of sales from events. So really, like it, it's a it's tough. But like we try to make the most out of it. You guys, you guys are gonna be back at a bunch of charity events, local markets, and even have your online store still. What's your biggest fear? Being back at those things. Well, the biggest fear probably is. I don't know. The, I don't really know about the biggest fear because when we just go there and show up, we just try to do the best as we can. We don't really have fears when we go to events. And I don't feel like it's going to be any different just because the pandemic just like finished. So I don't really know about a fear right now. And are you, do you think you could possibly catch the virus? Are you, are you afraid of that? Are you afraid? Of yeah. And, and plus, um, I heard that the coronavirus, um, 
infects people with healthy immune system. I mean, with um unhealthy immune systems, and we're kids, and we have good immune systems. So we're just predicting and praying that we don't have the coronavirus or any of our family members or anyone else we know. Also, yeah, I feel like it's we're not gonna like. I feel like it's gonna be harder to like hard to catch these during the events, like after, because I feel like people are gonna be a lot more cautious. So with a mask, maybe gloves still, and maybe like not approach us like right in, like right in our face because people are so good, probably gonna fear about the coronavirus. It's not like one of them. Now talking to logistics and money, do you think your sales will rise immediately or will it take, do you guys think it'll take a little bit to get your name back out? Like your name was a big, your name was out there. Now it wasn't like a big thing. It was, it was known, but it wasn't like, you know, let's say a famous footwear type of situation. But do you think it will, your sales will rise back to normal immediately? Well, it sort of depends. Because remember how I said the uh, events, like, it's like a lot of our profits. So it depends on, like, if events, like, just start up immediately and, like, a bunch of, like, one after another. So we go to events and our profits will definitely increase. But it just depends on how fast things get back to normal. Now, while we're talking about sales, what was your average number of sales a year? Average number? All right. So the first year, uh, it was around 10,000. 10,000 wasn't that much. But following this, um, coming the next year, we started partnering up with charities. So the first year, we were just like our socks. But then the second year, we started partnering up with a lot of charities. And that yeah, and that definitely increased our sales. And also, we launched our adult socks. So when we started, we just had kids socks. So we had more variety to choose from because we also had adults combine them too. And for adults, we, we came out of a bunch of more designs. So it went from about 10,000 to around 100,000, which is a big jump. And also we got a word out there even more because we had a stuff like Good Morning America who helped us out. So that was like a big, like it was really big for us. Um, and then the following year, probably like, I think it was 250,000. So it's like getting bigger and bigger. And the other year was, I think, 500 or 500 or like 300. I don't remember, 300,000. I think it was 300,000. And how has this pandemic affected it? You're, I, I'm, I'm figuring not to talk negative about your com- company because honestly, I, I support you guys a lot and all this stuff, but I, I'm figuring from what it has done to other companies, it's lowered your sales. Am I correct? Yeah, it's, and it's not just us. You know, it's also like a bunch of companies, like restaurants right now, not people and not a lot of people are going there to eat right now. So their profits are also lowering. And also ours, because, you know, again, our, the events are all shut down. So we can't really go out to events to sell right now. And we're still getting sales, but all of our sales has been through online right now. And online is still really good. But if we go to events or like um, a 5K walk, that'd be much better because our sales will increase more, it'll increase better. Now, We've been talking about negative situations during this episode. Like this whole episode has really been negative situations, but let's bring up, let's bring up the vibes. Like I say, what positive takeaway has this pandemic brought you? And this could be personally or through the business, but what has this taught you? What positive? Well, personally, um, I feel like I have to be more cautious, like when going out, like not touching like every pole or something, like when I'm walking up the stairs, like, don't like grip on the pole and stuff like that. Like try to walk without holding the handles. Like I have to be 
very careful with, with what I'm touching or who I'm wearing because you don't know they might be sick with the coronavirus or any virus in fact so yeah I have to be much more careful now to close off to close it off and to wrap it up what's one thing that you guys would tell anyone out there when they don't believe that they can make a difference if you put your heart and soul into it you can accomplish anything all you need to do is focus on something and put your heart and soul and you can do anything yeah and you're never too young or too old to make a difference you could be seven or you could be 70. well i mean that's pretty much all i have for you guys thank you for coming on today's episode honestly and i hope to catch up with you guys after quarantine yeah same yeah definitely So before we connect back with Maya, let's just reflect on that interview quickly. Brendan and Sebastian Martinez are two brothers who own a sock company where they partner with various charities to help make a difference in this community. The new normal for them is being in their office, packing the online orders that they received. But just because we are in quarantine doesn't mean that their meetings stop. These two brothers have been working on their podcast and keeping their clients informed through their social media platforms. You can find them at, on Instagram at AYKSocks. Now let's reconnect with Maya and see what she's been up to while I was speaking with Brandon and Sebastian. Maya, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Ryan. And actually, I had the amazing opportunity to speak with one of our frontline medical staff workers on how this whole situation has affected her and what she knows about the reopening of Florida from a medical point of view. I mean, let's talk about the reopening of our state. On Wednesday, parks, marinas, and golf courses reopened in Miami-Dade. Now that does come with certain restrictions at the locations, especially at parks where no gyms equipment can be used nor can public water fountains or shelters for more information on that you can check online at call 311 yeah ryan this whole transition into trying to reopen our city and county specifically have been extremely risky and i haven't seen as many people as everyone expected to be there I agree with the word risky to describe the situation and that leads to another topic that i wanted to touch base on which was a statement by governor DeSantis. he stated to fox news and i quote beginning monday restaurants and stores will be allowed to reopen at 25% capacity. Now, DeSantis did also say that the order would exclude Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach due to the number of COVID-19 cases that we currently have. This statement confused many, including myself. But according to an anonymous source, what he meant to say is that the state would not be taking the stay-at-home order off from these counties. And these counties can only reopen to phase one until further order from the governor. As a teen at these ages, we all enjoy going out and having fun with our friends. But of course, during these times, we need to take extra precaution because it's not necessarily our generation that's being affected, but our elders. So I do believe that DeSantis made a great decision, especially stating at the press conference that movie theaters and gyms will remain closed statewide. In my opinion, Maya, it's the waiting game that we are playing. All elected officials are looking and observing at what actions other states take. Personally, I don't see us going back to school like normal in fall. Brian, if we're going to speak about schools, I don't see us going back either. But I do have hope that we will. Yet Superintendent Carvalho has made an outline on how it would work. I just don't see us going back because, yes, the number of cases we have hospitalized has dropped. We haven't put the attention on cases that are at home quarantined. It all rounds up. And in fact, I just spoke about that with Annalise Tiermas, one of our frontline medical workers here in Miami. Well, I guess we'll give it to you, Maya. Take it away. Thank you, Brian. On the phone with me today, I have one of our frontline medical staff workers. She's been dealing with the COVID-19 virus at Baptist South Miami. Annalise, can you hear me? Yes, thank you so much for having me on your show. No, we want to thank you for being on it and helping save lives while putting your own at risk during this pandemic. To start it off, can you introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do, especially during this pandemic? 
So uh, my name is Annalise. I, I work at South Miami Hospital and I've been a nurse for two years. And that's all. Okay. So you're a nurse at Baptist and I think that you've been working there for a while now. So how has it differed? How has the situation affected the way that the hospitals are being run? Do you think it'll ever go back to normal? Well, everything has changed ever since this has started um, completely to the point where, where I work, it's a quarantine floor. Um, the only people that are allowed in are the actual patients, us healthcare workers, doctors trying their best to not even come to the floor so that they don't waste any equipment. So things have completely changed. We barely are able to even go inside of our patients' rooms the way we used to for the purpose of preserving our equipment. Um, as for if I think it'll even go back to number to normal, to be honest with you, we ask, we, we ask that all the time to ourselves. Like, we can't even picture going back to normal after this, like at least for a very long time, especially more for the fear of it all, like the fear that us healthcare workers are going through. Like what I'm trying to say is like the, the fear of not getting infected by patients. And, and that's the truth. Like that also goes through our head as well. So I don't know how, I don't know when it will go back to normal. Okay, now this whole pandemic has been all about changes and causes and effects. But how has working in the front line and seeing what goes in the hospitals on a day to day affected you? It's really affected me because this is, I've never gone through anything like this. I never imagined anything like this when I, you know, decided to become a nurse. Never thought I would be working during a pandemic. I'm only 24 years old and I'm going through this. So it's a big decision to make to, you know, wake up and decide, okay, I'm going to go to work today and risk my own life to save strangers' lives. So it's really affecting me, but um, I I'm getting through it because I know that I was, I was born to do this and and that really helps me get by every shift. And I just give everything that I can to my patients because their families aren't there to be with them. So someone has to take care of them, you know? Yeah. Okay. And since we're already speaking about working in the front line throughout this pandemic, what has this taught you? Like what message of hope or gratitude has it brought to you? Wow. That's a tough question, honestly. Um, message of hope. At this second, I sometimes I don't even have hope to be honest with you um, as a healthcare worker that's constantly seeing it like I said I work on an actual quarantine floor I don't really have hope sometimes to be honest with you but um you know which with me and my other coworkers, we try our best to to pick each other up and remind ourselves that you know things have to eventually get better and, you know, they have been getting a little bit better in the hospital. We aren't getting so many cases like we were a few weeks back. So that's a, that's a form of hope, I guess. But uh, as for gratitude, I'm very, I'm very grateful for the fact that I, I'm able to make a difference more in a, more in a way that other people can't right now. Like, I am able to really affect people's lives and, and hopefully bring them back from this hell that they're going through. Okay. Now this episode is all about reopening Florida. So what are your thoughts on Miami-Dade County beginning to reopen with the county calls phase one? Uh, the truth is, I think it's not a good idea at all. Because as you can see, I mean, I just went out today to do groceries and some errands, very protected, of course. And it's very unfortunate to see the amount of cars that I see, the amount of traffic that I see. And, and Miami-Dade hasn't even opened yet. 
So if if Miami Dade does open, it's it's kind of scary to think that people aren't taking this seriously as it is already. So how will they take it seriously when things actually do open up? And it's pretty scary as a healthcare worker because that just means we're gonna be in this much longer than we think. So from a medical point of view, when do you think our county should reopen? That's also a tough question. The truth is, um, since we really don't even know how to even treat this virus yet, we have ideas, but I'm not a doctor, so I, I don't know, but I don't really know. I, I don't know the answer to that, and that's the scary part. I don't know when it is that we should open things up. I just feel like it's not time just yet. Okay. Um, now, if there's one thing that you'd like to tell everyone that's listening about this pandemic, what would it be? Okay, I'm glad you asked that. Something that I would like for everyone to know is no put their guards down just yet. Um, I know that it, it must be very difficult to understand these kinds of things for, for you know, for people that aren't healthcare workers, because you guys I'm sure are just getting bored and, and restless of staying home and it's getting exhausting and I get that. But I just want people to understand that like, it's not over yet. And we're not even close to it being over. And I just hope that no one puts their guards down. Everyone should still continue being scared of this because if us healthcare workers are still scared of it, then you guys should still be scared of it. And and that's my message. My message is fine. If Florida is going to start completely opening up, fine. We can't control these things, but continue to hand hygiene is super important. Continue to wear your mask. At, for, for you know, for the younger generations, I'm, like I said, I'm only 24, not that much older than you guys. And my message to this generation is just because we're young doesn't mean it cannot affect us. We have seen young people get affected by this. And not only that, think you have to think of your family members. This is affecting all ages. Everyone thinks it's just elderly, and it's not. And that's my message. My message is do not put your guard down. It's not the right time. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. It was an honor to have you on it. And from the Mass News family, we thank you for all that you do during this pandemic. Thank you so much for having me. To reflect, Anna Diarmas is a nurse helping us fight the coronavirus at Baptist South here in Miami. She says that things have gotten better, but does not foresee a complete reopening of our county until later. This whole pandemic is a waiting game. But please stay at home and only go out for essential items. Also remember, although we are social distancing, it is important to reach out and stay in touch with family and friends. We're all in this together. Well, Maya, I guess this wraps up yet another episode of the Mass News Middle School Quarantine Podcast. Make sure you tune in Monday with our correspondents Mar Bordon, Tanya Diz, and Gabi Edo. I'm Brian Ferreiro. And I'm Maya Diarmas. Signing, signing off. off.